0: All right, what's up guys? Good morning. Welcome to Game Changer Live. I'm David Villa and I hope you guys are having a wonderful Tuesday morning. I'm here with uh, Mike Ez and Sam. Yo yo yo
1: yo yo. What's going on, yo? How's
0: it going? How you doing? Good. We had a little detour this morning. <laughs> a little detour this morning in the uh, <clears throat> in the launch of the of the cast and uh, but we're here and uh I think, uh, I think Walt, Walter Hayes is going to be joining us. Uh, starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow as well. So we're going to have another person in here and cool. just have this little round table, open this thing up for just some discussion. And I've got notes. I'm not going to even apologize for them. I've got a highlighter right here. <laughs> if you're listening and you don't see any of this, right, you just hear a greatly produced podcast. A lot of our audience can't see anything. But for those of you that are watching with a little camera right here in front of us, you get to see this magically messed stuff, but this is what it is. I, I, you could sit down here, probably not understand what my notes are, but I do. And, um, it's just kind of the way I do things. But, uh, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about, um, purpose. You know, I, I think pretty much the whole year we've dedicated the entire month of January and even so far into February, really one way or the other talking about purpose. And, you know, um, eventually we have to live it. Eventually we have to walk it out. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I want to trans, trans, um, really transitioning to this morning, not really talking about the launch of purpose or what, you know, kind of t- turning the corner a little bit and getting into some some uh, things that we're going to face and we do face on the journey, right? But, you know, just to kind of sum up the whole purpose discussion, you know, let me just say this, you know, God already knows, and this is something I think we have to really understand as believers. He understands, He knows the end from the beginning, and he's prepared our destiny beforehand. I just think that's really powerful. Like, let me just read Isaiah 46, 8, 10, 3. It says, remember this and be assured. Remember the former things long past, for I'm God and there's no other. I think, first of all, we need to take refuge in the fact that he's God and there's no other. He said, I'm God and there's no one like me. Let's think about that for a second. There's, there's, I'm God, And there's no other. There's no other God. But then he goes on a little further and says, I'm God, and there's just no one like me. You know, declaring, and this is the word, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things which have not been done, saying, My purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. This will blow your mind for a second, right? If you think about it this way, and, you know, can you get a little more in my mic, a little more like a. Something in my ears, to my mic. But you think of it this way, and this will kind of blow your mind. God, the, the Bible says that God's the same yesterday, the same today, and the same tomorrow. There you go. So think about this for a second, okay? He's, he, already, he already has lived tomorrow. He, he already knows tomorrow. He already, like he's the God that goes into tomorrow and knows our purpose and what it's going to look like five years from now. I just gotta, you gotta, and he comes back into the past and forgives that past. But he comes into the present and he says, "Listen, I've forgiven your past, and I know what your future holds, and it's good." I mean, that's God. I mean, that's amazing if you think about that. He's not, he's not bound by time. He, I mean, he is a time traveler, right? He's God. He knows the begin. And it says. He declares the end from the beginning. He didn't say from the beginning to the end. He says the end from the beginning. We wake up in the morning, we start a new year, we start a new week, a new month, a new day, right? And we go, okay, this is a new day. Let's look at it from the beginning so that it ends well. God goes to the end of the thing and says, okay, it's good, I win. And he goes back and traces his steps, and that's how he does it. So it means he declares the end from the beginning. So you got to understand that. So God works similar to how like a, like a carpenter works to build a house. A carpenter doesn't start nailing like pieces of wood together in hope that he eventually comes up with a house. You know what I mean? That's not how a carpenter does things, right? No, first, a design is created, right? What the house is supposed to look like, the measurements are determined along with a plan as to where, like if I built a house, you wouldn't want to sit in the living room of that house. I mean, you know, what I mean, it's not like you know, just as it goes. Like oh, I think this could look really good here, or that oh, all that beam should go there, or you know, oh okay, let's that's where that nail goes. You know, it's not it's not like that, right? I mean, it's it's not you know, hey, I, you know, this drywall should go up here, and oh oh, that's where that bolt went, the washer that I thought I lost. You know, what I mean, that's the way sometimes we do it, piece by piece, kind of like flying by the seat of our pants, in a sense. But God has a design and a carpenter has a design and it's created ahead of the house and and it shows what the house is supposed to look like. Measurements are determined along with a plan and if they stick to that plan, when it's it's really laid out, it's impossible for it to, to mess up, right? Electricity, plumbing, water, heating, right? The whole deal. Only a carpenter can see the finished work on his blueprint, right? Only he can see the finished work on his blueprint. Does he begin digging the foundation and ordering the materials? Without looking at the blueprint, no. So when God says that he works from the end to the beginning, he's saying this, that he's already completed the blueprint in the spiritual realm for what you're able to do in the physical realm. So God's already said, this is what it looks like in the spiritual realm for what Dana, for what Mike, for what Kevin, for what you are able to do in the physical realm. He knows your destiny, that's it. His goals for you are already made. His desires for you have already been determined. He's already dreamed his dream for you. What he is doing now is simply rolling back through time to look for, listen, to look for your cooperation to begin walking in what he's already prepared for you to do. That's pretty strong. He's rolling back in time, right? So let's look at detours. You know, I just wanted to kind of lay that out first. Have you guys ever had a detour? I hate detours when I'm Mm -hmm. driving. They drive me
2: insane
1: we live in tampa there's detours everywhere every day
2: i got news for you that's everywhere yep that's not just tampa it's not just tampa but it's everywhere and it's the most but it is tampa too you ever you (laughs) ever drive your normal morning route and all of a sudden like you maybe you just didn't notice the signs on the side of the road Mm -hmm. that they warn you like hey starting on february 14th there's detour yeah and you're you start driving and you're like wait what it throws you off it just throws
0: you off Any change, you know, um, slows things down. Like, for instance, when time changes, it'll happen. When time goes, now we're getting darker still early, but when it gets back for the first time after, you know, the summer, it goes back into falling back and the sun begins to go down earlier. It's amazing that you can leave at 6 and it's daytime. People are driving. You leave the first day that it's 6 o'clock and it's dark and the traffic's bad because – it affects people. When it first starts to rain, people slow down. When yep. it first starts to snow, people slow down. So a sudden change affects people. And so when you have a detour that becomes commonplace because maybe it's a two month long detour, then all of a sudden people adapt and you begin to adjust and you begin to kind of get back into some sort of flow of life. But when that detour first happens, you know, when that detour first happens or if it happens suddenly, like you leave for work and it's not there on your way home, there's a detour. It's, it's really a, it, it can really clog things up. But detours do stink. I mean, they really, they really do. They're, uh, you know, they're not fun. And let me just say this. Detours are a distraction. You know, from the original intended route that we had planned to take. Does that make sense? I mean, detours are a distraction from the original planned route the route that we plan to take. Now, that's that's, mm. that's the key word there. I want you to, we plan to take. Mm. Like we're headed somewhere. We timed ourselves. You know, we got to be somewhere at nine. We know it takes us 25 minutes to get there. So we leave at 834 we, with one minute to spare to walk from the car to the place. Maybe that's how you do it. Well, you time that. So you know that if everything works out the way it should because you've done it 50 times already, that you can leave at 834 and get there at 8.59, get out of your car, walk upstairs, get in the elevator, Sam, and sit in the chair at the time that you need to. But here's the deal. What if there's a detour? Mm. Detour Detours are distraction from the original intended route that we plan to take, right? When we get in our cars, we usually have a destination plan, right, to take. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? When we get in our cars, typically we know the plan that it's going to take to get there right the roads the highways right we intend to take along the way but on many occasions we run into detours and that's what I want to talk about this morning what happens when life gives you a detour what happens when what happens when god gives you a detour cuz i'm going to i'm going to tell you and talk to you guys about you know there's detours that you know that we there's there's a difference in a detour and a roadblock there's a detour there's a difference in a detour and a shortcut let me just tell you that we tend to take try to take shortcuts to get there, which try, you know, my experience is you can't shortcut your destiny. You can't shortcut your success in life. You can't shortcut right quality. Quality quality doesn't work well being short shortcutted. So there's a difference in a shortcut and a detour. So shortcut, I believe, is what you and I put ourselves in. In the end, you ever taken a you ever, you ever took a shortcut? What you thought would be a shortcut, surely as the crow flies, this is a shortcut. But it took you way out of your way, and there were some unforeseen roadblocks on that shortcut, and you ended up taking you longer, significantly longer than you thought, because that shortcut really wasn't a shortcut. Have exactly. you ever had say it, was a,
2: it wasn't a shortcut; it was a setback. Ooh,
0: are you go, Mike? It wasn't. Right. I've had that. I've had that. My drop. <laughs> That's what we start calling. Like <laughs> different lines every once in a while. I was going to come in with a hot <laughs> mic out Just a hot little it's thing. Not a short, oh, but it's not a shortcut. It's a setback.
2: I, um, I, I always refer back to music because that's been one of the biggest, you know, things in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was asked to go play at a larger church here in Tampa. Um, and I, I was really early on in playing. I did, um, didn't have a whole lot of experience under me. I still was dealing with a lot of personal things. And... Um, I went in to play at this place and it was probably a church of like two or 3,000 people. And I think you know the church. It's, um, I can't think of the name, it's Tony Stewart's church. If yeah. Still like there. City, 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 Life. City Life. City Life? Yeah. And I legitimately got into an argument with the music leader on stage. And I was like, this is. Sounds my- like Mike's
0: guy. Got- <laughs> well, yeah.
2: No, don't get me wrong. I've gotten in arguments with a lot of people, but it was, I thought, you know, this is my next step this is where God wants me to go. And it was like, I kind of was feeling like this really wasn't where I was supposed to be, and that was kind of God's way of going, don't mm-hmm. don't jump ahead of where I want you. And, you know, it set me back because it's like, am I re- you know, it kind of made me question things in a while. But, yeah, don't, don't take the shortcut because it's just going to set you back. Sorry, I'm going to keep repeating that. I like that line.
0: No, it's good, man. <laughs> it's good. It's a mic drop. <clears throat> so short. So detours <laughs> take us off of our intended route. I mean, that's just, let's just call it what it is, right? It takes us longer we plan to get to our final destination. I mean, how many believers out there can say amen? How many believers out there, like you see, you get your purpose from God or you get your destiny or you know the areas that God's going to take you. And then, you know, the reality is it takes longer for you and I to get to our plan because God uses detours. And we're going to talk about that. So detours, I believe detours are for a reason. If you have a detour that's even though it's inconvenient, you know there's a safety factor or there's a there's there's usually a safety factor involved in a detour like normally a construction or the city will take you on a detour because there there's construction going on ahead in your normal destination and it is not deemed safe for travel so they take you on a detour so that so that you can so that you don't go into an unsafe area you know if a bridge is out ahead right then they will put you on a detour if you rode through the detour through all of the men and women holding their hands like this through all the roadblocks through all of the tape and continue to go and were able somehow to make it to where the bridge was out you would fall over the bridge right and you would you would you would end so yeah. he, so so here's the deal man they take us longer a straight line is simple right and an unsuspected journey is preferable to a whole lot of stopping and starting. All right. So a straight line is simple, and an uninterrupted journey is preferable to compared to a whole lot of stopping and starting. But here's the reality: detours are necessary. So here's the thing. I want to talk about this as believers. We have a destiny, right? So let's just look at this. Let's just go ahead and get this out before you know anybody wonders. Our ultimate destiny, and this is the real destiny, because look, this life is just a vapor, the word of God says, compared to eternity. So we 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 understand that when with salvation, You will spend eternity in heaven with Christ, with Jesus, with other men and women of God from ages and generations, all ethnicities and nations. Okay, so our ultimate destiny is an eternal perspective is to know that our destiny is to be with God in his presence forever, worshiping him, right? Working for him in that eternal state. But here's the deal. I'm talking about our focus here on this present destiny. Can I just say this? The reason that you weren't taken immediately to heaven the moment you got saved Is because that God has a plan for you on earth. Think about that for a second. If those those of you and I that say, "Well, wait a minute, it's not about this earth. It's about heaven. It doesn't really matter." Here's the deal: it's ultimately about heaven, and that's the main deal because that's that's compared to this earth, it is everything. You know, someone once told me to kind of put eternity into perspective. It would be like a bird, you know, if it could be possible, flying to the moon or flying to uh, the moon. I'm sorry, flying to uh, the sands in the desert of this earth, and one by one, one grain of sand at a time, flying all the way to the moon and laying that grain of sand, flying back to earth, picking up another grain of sand, and doing that over and over until every grain of sand on earth was placed on the moon, and that would be just the beginning of eternity. That's how long eternity is, okay? It's forever. So obviously that's the big deal. That's the whole enchilada. But here's the reality. Think about it this way. When you said, I do to Jesus... It, he didn't take you and take you to heaven, then why did he keep you here? Because there's a there's a purpose on this earth. So what I'm talking to you and I about is what, what, what everybody is looking for. It's like, why am I here and what am I doing? And so there's a destiny. And so we're God has a plan for our life. He has a purpose for our existence, but why detours? And so I want to talk to us about detours for a second, right? So he rarely ever, can I say this? and, and we, we, all, we all can attest to this, we're believers, he rarely ever takes us to that destiny apart from detours. He rarely ever does. He seldom takes us from point A to point B without causing us to make stops at P, X, Q along the way. And it's usually in that, like that order. Like you're, hey, A to B, it's like B's right there. You know what I mean? But, but, but God's going to take us to Q because he has something in Q for us, right? He's going to take us, he's going to, wait a second, P, P, Q. I mean, why can't I stop? No, no. I, I'm going to go QP. You know, no, no. I'm going to go back the T. Then I'm going to go back down the N. You get what I'm saying? And so God rarely takes us from point A to point B. Along the way, He has a stop. So here's the deal: we almost never know which letter He's going to pull out of that God hat next. I mean, let's just face it, right? But here's the thing: it's all for our good. <clears throat> so let me say this, and I'll get you guys to kind of weigh in on this a little bit. God uses detours as part of his design for our lives. Let me just give you a couple of real quick examples on, on some people that we all know in the Bible. You're going, well, prove it. Okay, I'll prove it. Abraham. Abraham. You can read it for yourself. Genesis 12. I mean, all through chapter 12, you know, verses 1 through 4, uh, chapter 21. I mean, the whole 12 through 21 right there. You just read it. it said, just look at How about this? Abraham, I'm sorry, Abraham is on a detour for 25 years while he waits for God to give him an heir. 25-year detour. God says, I'm going to give you an heir. Whoa, God, thank you. Man, I'm going to go, honey, let's go to the babies are us and pick out some some onesies. You know what I mean? Let's go buy some diapers. You know, listen, oh, these would be some cute shoes, right, for the the destiny child that God's given us. 25 years later, they're out of style. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Abraham, 25 years, right? Paul goes on a three-year detour in the Arabian desert. Right? So Joseph spends 13 years on a detour enduring slavery in prison before entering Pharaoh's house and Pharaoh's service. 13 years. Moses is on a detour in the wilderness for 40 years. That Joker spent 40 years in the desert before. I mean, the man was put in a basket. All right, come on now. I mean, it's a sign that he has destiny on his life. He's put in a basket and he's preserved and saved from death. <clears throat> right, by the, own, the, the, by, the, by the man's own daughter who's trying to sentence him to death and he picks him up and raises him and you say, surely this, this story, this is going to be amazing, right? He's going he's to cause some ruckus in the Pharaoh's castle, but no, he gets sent away for 40 years on a detour to train. Go figure that out. God sends him away from the very place that he goes back to. Mm. He's in the Pharaoh's home, and God sends him away for 40 years and then brings him back. Go figure that out. I mean, what do you guys think? Detours. God uses detours as part of the design. That's a word you want to write down. He uses detours. So, How about this? Let's just use this as a quote. Your detours are God's design. Mm. All right. Your detours are God's design.
2: Mm. I like it. There was a um, there was a time a few a few years back I I uh, ended up taking this job I was um, don't ask me why I ever thought it was a good idea but it was uh,
0: it wasn't this job was it no 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 okay. no 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 no, no. Uh,
2: by like the a few way years ago, by though. the way as I'm pretty sure you can go to the new view let's try it out let's try it out show off a little bit but um we uh detour I uh, I hey there we go. look at there's everybody there we go you guys we were wondering gone. what everybody looked like there's Ezra <laughs> Sam, Sam Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Um, But I took a job selling. um, Selling. Selling? That's funny in itself. That was the... But anyway, it was a very, (laughs) very, very interesting job. And I I went into it kind of wondering why I did it. Mm -hmm. And I ended up meeting somebody along the way that I... uh, His name was Nelson. Right. And we started talking outside. And I realized that he was the sound guy at a small church here in Brandon. So we started talking I told him kind of about my background and who I was. And he's like, Hey man, let me ask you a question. I'm working with our youth worship team, trying to get, you know, we're trying to build this up so they can start, you know, playing. Mm -hmm. He's like, would you mind coming to help?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Again, I have no idea to this day why I ever took that job because literally the next day I sent an email to my boss and said, this is not for me. I'm out. Mm -hmm. But I met Nelson and I ended up going and working for like five months with this group and eventually helped them build their youth worship team. So that was a detour that I was like, why am I, why am I even here doing this job? And that's why I ended up being there, because I not only made a friendship, I ended up working with a lot of kids and being able to help influence them mm-hmm. on working. And actually, what's funny is um, he used to work here. Sergio
0: mm-hmm.
2: actually got mad at me the first two weeks I was there and actually walked out of rehearsal when I was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, we ended up becoming Mike, really good friends. I'm noticing
0: friends. a trend, as everybody is mad at Mike. Yep. You that's know, weird. it's a common denominator. It's Mike. <laughs> I don't know why. I, you know, it's funny. Um, Couldn't tell you. Hey, Sam, by the way, that quote is your detour, singular, oh. is God's design. Capitalize the entire word detour and capitalize the entire see, word. See, this designed. is a, this That's is just a cool way I do it. Because now they can see
1: Sam panic. <laughs> yeah, 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 Sam. They Sam. can
0: <laughs> visualize it. Well, like, it's just, hey, see his face. I want to get the quote he's so right. Face deep. I want to get the quote it. right. And not only do I want to get the quote right, it has to have the emphasis. Your detour is God's design right you got it's, it's got to it's got to pop hey let me throw this out Your, god uses detours to prepare us for our future so i'll say this often we get the vision but often we're simply not ready check this out guys to handle our destiny because we lack maturity i mean mm. i by the way i i'm 48 i've been 48 in lack maturity <laughs> you know what i'm saying i've been 40 in lack maturity It's not an age thing, it's a maturity thing. God revealed to Joseph, 13 years he spent, God revealed to Joseph details. I'm talking details of his destiny, but he was not mature enough to handle them. All right, God gives, how about this? God gives Joseph two dreams about his future, telling him he would rule over his brothers, fathers and mothers, and when he was 17 years old, but he wasn't mature enough to handle him. He had to go through a pit experience. He had to go through a prison experience. He had to go through, you know, Potiphar experience. And so then, before he can go to a palace, I had to preach right there. He had to go from a pit experience into a Potiphar experience, into a prison experience before he can go into a palace experience. That's some putting that sermon together. <clears throat> What do you guys think, Joseph? I mean, he told his brothers. He unwisely. He was so immature. Like God gave him a vision, and, and you got to be careful sometimes. Can I just say this? Be careful who you share stuff with. God's going to give you dreams and visions. I mean, don't have don't have you know uh, uh, diarrhea of the mouth, so to speak. I mean, Joseph, you know, Joseph just spit it out to the wrong people. I mean, yeah, you could trust maybe you could trust your brothers, your mother. Maybe that's someone you can. But I mean, he just blurted it out, and those same people got jealous and took him on a detour. Well, God took him on a detour using these people because Joseph opened his mouth. What do you think? God uses detours to prepare us for our future. And you know what? Can I say this? As we experience detours, guys, we all know this, right? Sometimes things will get worse before they get better. Sometimes they get worse before they get better. And what I mean by worse is, you know, it's not, it's not the detours. I believe this, we can't curse the detours. They're for a purpose they're part of the purpose. But when I mean worse, it just looks worse. <clears throat> it sounds worse. It feels worse. It smells worse. <clears throat> it's it's it it's not as luxurious, it's not as fun, it's not as glamorous. You get it? It's not it's not the destiny. I mean, if God's called you to to, you know, to run something, but yet here you are the janitor of that very thing he's called you to run. It's not very glamorous, is it? So sometimes detours cause things to get worse before they get better. I mean, Joseph's brothers begin to hate him. Every time he told him more and more about his dream, they hated him more and more. They resented him for trying to make himself look better than everyone else. They did not understand his dream. I mean, matter of fact, Joseph didn't even understand his dream. I mean, here's the deal: he was too immature. So he heard this dream and he thought, like, I'm the, I'm like the greatest, right? Or whatever it is. And he began to say this, and they began to hate him because he didn't know how to articulate. Because it wasn't time. God gave him that dream to incubate it, right? He gave him that dream to incubate it. Come on, are you in incubating stage? Are you? Maybe you're not supposed to say it right now. Maybe you're not supposed to, like, tell everybody about it right now. Everybody can't handle your stuff. Not to mention, somebody can see the giftings and the talents on the inside of you. You know, these are gifted people in this room right now. Some people aren't as gifted, or they don't understand that. And they get, they, they're gonna, that's going to translate into jealousy. So sometimes things get worse before they get better. What do you guys think? You're absolutely right.
2: <clears throat> I, I don't have a story to add on to it. I wish I did. <laughs> I <laughs> feel like story. I've talked a lot today.
0: <laughs> no, man. You can talk, I mean, you don't have to have a story. I mean, you can just relate to that. I mean...
2: There's, um, I mean, we've, we've you talked about you ever had any it. haters as? Have you ever had any people, your oh, friends? Oh, come that, on, dog. I mean, have you,
0: have you ever had any of you, you your friends that looked at you and, you know, no, even if they were, or people so, that were close to you?
1: So, I mean, I grew up with, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of, like, school, I mean, I had school friends, like, at school, mm-hmm. but, like, I didn't spend a lot of my time, like, outside of school, hanging out with people from school, like, when I was a little kid, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. um, not really until high school, I started hanging out with people, but, um. I mostly hung out with my church friends, which Mm -hmm. was cool. And, like, I I loved them, and I still love them. Still some of my homies. um, But it's – dude, this echo is driving (laughs) me nuts. Um, (laughs) I get what Dave means now because I can't can't focus. Take your headphones off for a minute then. Either way. No, but essentially what it came down to was that I felt, like, uncomfortable with, like, for Mm -hmm. instance, like, my faith when I was growing up. Like, being around my non-Christian friends that didn't go to church and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was more of a fear of, like, you know, they're going to think I'm, like, lame or whatever. Like, I'm not cool or, like, whatever it is. Because, like, I don't know, you're a kid. You're insecure. You don't know how things work yet. You know, you don't know what life is. And so, like... I definitely had people that, like, I felt like were going to... like, But also, too, like, I realized that it was all more, like, in my mind, and it wasn't really anything. I was almost putting myself back, and I was making myself go through a detour instead of just being honest and being open with people and saying, you know, if you don't like me for me, then we won't have to be friends. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, like, it was difficult, and it got worse because I started realizing that, like, my friends were like, why don't you hang out with us? Like, you know what I mean, And it basically ended some friendships because I chose not to just follow the path that should have been laid out for me or that I was ignoring because Mm. I wanted to look at my own path as though I'm doing what the safe route is. I'm doing what's good for me and whatever, instead of realizing that people are going to love me for who I am or they're not. And that's how it goes. You know what I mean? And so like, you have to make that decision for yourself, but I mean, you grow and you learn and, but it's one of those things. And now I'm honest with people. I mean, I'm, I am who I am with my friends. I've, you don't like me then we don't have to be friends anymore it's not gonna hurt my feelings right it's just you have to learn to grow and accept that and that was a long long difficult path of you know hurting people hurting myself and you know it was something that didn't need to happen but in the long term it did need to happen because now i'm a better person for it and now the relationships i do have i cherish more and i respect more and they feel more significant in my life and so it was yeah it was definitely something that you know was a detour
2: yeah when you talk about the journey um You know, early on when I started playing, when I, you know, people started telling me I was talented and all that. And, you know, I don't, I'm I'm the kind of person, I don't know how to take a compliment. I can't stand them because I feel awkward. Um, I can take take criticism and critique all day, but when you give me a compliment, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I can take a compliment. Um, But I got, you know, I was, you know, the Lord told me you and your gift are going to touch thousands of people. And I always saw that as, and this was where my immaturity was, was, you know, I'm going to be on the big stage. I'm going to be in front of everybody. I'm going to be, <clears throat> quote, unquote, famous. And that wasn't what God meant. You know, I was always looking at that as this is going to be in one big shot. And when I look at the journey that I've gone through, I realize I, I really have touched and influenced hundreds of people. But it's not in the scale that I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's all the detours that God's taken me. And he's, and he's not wrong. What he said was not wrong. And where I'm at is not wrong. It's just I, as a person, saw that destiny and saw that vision a very, very different way than what God ever intended it to be. Yeah, Yeah. and that's where the maturity kind of, the immaturity kind of kicked in. Is I always saw that as, oh, I'm going to be famous. No, it wasn't that. You're you're not going to be famous. Yeah, I'm not going to give you that fame. I'm going to have you touch and influence these
0: people in smaller ways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So good stuff. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, let's let's wrap it up here for a second. Um. So we're going we're gonna to kind of change gears a little bit tomorrow. What I'm going to, and I don't know what the title is going to be, but this is what we're going to kind of talk about. Shifting gears a little bit, and I'm going to put something together tonight. And we're going to continue on the lines of detours a little bit, but what we're going to do is, you know, kind of inspired me to think, what, when you what happens when you're not ready to handle it? You know what I mean? When you're not ready to handle it, when you're not ready to handle the responsibility you know, or the destiny, maybe looking at the life of Joseph here. So we're going to talk about this tomorrow, but I want to tell you this as we wrap this part up. It's not all good on the road to destiny. I mean, it's, it's there's some bad stuff on the road to destiny. There's some bad people on the way to destiny. In fact, we've had some bad choices that we make on the way to our destiny, and that's the reality, right? And so the one thing about it is there's a good God on the way to destiny. If he's destined your life, then all things will work together for you're good. That's the word of God. And that's what you can cling to, right? And so I don't know where you are on this journey, where you are you know, on the road, but I promise you this, you know, if you're in the middle of a detour, just keep driving. Just keep holding on. Follow God's signs because he will get you there and it will be right on time.
2: Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to
0: talk tomorrow. Look forward to seeing you guys. Mike, what song we got?
2: Song of the Day is from Hillsong. It's called Ready or Not. Pretty straightforward. Take it out, check a li- check it out, take a listen. I just completely confused my words. Check a listen. Check a listen. Take, take it, it out. <laughs> take it out, check a take listen. Take it out, check a listen. <laughs> take it, take it out, check a listen. See you guys. We out.